Hello, this is an episode of Pigoted Extra. Now, usually you'd have to sign up to our Patreon to get exclusive access to this, but we thought, as it's such a good episode, we'll release it for free to the general public so that you can see the kind of quality of the extra content that we make for our Patreons. And hopefully, if you enjoy it, then you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash Pigoted and sign the fuck up. Um, Enjoy the episode. Bye. Welcome to Pigoted Extra, and joining me for this episode is none other than the wonderful comedian, Mr. Vince Atta. Hello, Freddie. How are you, mate? I, uh, how's your, podca- how's your podcast? How's your podcast? I was going to say. Well, uh, don't, don't, don't have one. Guess don't what? One. I fucked up four <laughs> seconds in. Uh, how's your pandemic been treating you? Um, my my pandemic, <laughs> because it was all about me. Um, I, do you know, I started doing loads of other things, I realised... At the time, I was I thought I don't know if we're ever going to be allowed out again. So I was just like, you know, I was going to start doing other other shit. I just started started doing playwriting. I went to, like did like a just AV course, all these different kinds of things, as many things as I could do, like on online or this or that. Just trying to teach myself new shit because I just thought I feel like the days of like an old balding man just spitting out his opinions in front of like gradually younger audiences. That's that what way. I'm doing. This, <laughs> but there's a, there's a time limit, man. There's a time limit. And I just thought, I don't know. At the time I was like, what's it going to be like when I get back? What's it going to be like if it comes back? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Are we all going to be on other crafts? What's going to be Well, I'll tell you what I did. I uh, downloaded Duolingo with the full intention of learning a new language. I did. And I'll tell you how far I got with that. I still get emails asking me to verify my email address. (laughs) (laughs) That's how far I went. I did it with French. I don't know why. I just, well, I do because my lad was doing French. Yeah. So I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll learn a bit of French. I was doing his online lesson. I was doing his homeschooling with him. So, um, and we were doing that online. And, and so I started learning French and then I loved it. I loved Duolingo, but like what I like, I don't know why. And maybe it's just a French Duolingo, but whoever writes the French Duolingo has got a real beef with this woman called Marie, Marie, right? Because it's like, it's so passive aggressive. Like the questions were like, uh, Marie, quel âge as-tu? This is like, how old, How old are you, you Marie? Oh, really? <laughs> like, yeah. And just loads of questions, like, but loads of like, so be like, no. So Dave is wearing a blue shirt. Jean's wearing, uh, you know, Jeanette is over there. It's like, Marie, are you married yet? <laughs> just, wow, it's so much fucking. Oh, Marie, mother was like, Marie, is that a yellow dress? A fucking whoever Marie is. Marie is twelve years old. Marie, are you married yet? That's. <laughs> Sounds an awful lot like an arranged marriage on the cards for poor old Marie. Christ. Okay, I don't know where the 12 years old came in. <laughs> I don't think he hates a child. I think it feels like a long-term thing, man. So somebody, he's, he's duo, I guess, obviously, isn't it? He's, the, he's the guy, the green owl. Oh, <laughs> le chouette verte. Oh, yeah. shit, mate. I don't even know what language that is. Is that French again? French. Is it? French you... for a green owl. But you said it like you were German. Oh. <laughs> yeah you did it sounded german that's fucking brilliant oh that'd be amazing like my ex-wife apparently she spoke spanish with a gay italian accent so <laughs> it means that i speak french with a german accent Bonjour. that sounds amazing Je m'appelle france god oh, it sounds like a scene from inglorious bastards <laughs> girl army well Girl, um, yeah, fucking Margarita. Yes, I love the way he fucks with them on that one. Let me hear this. Let me hear the music in the words. Margarita. Yeah, he just fucks with them for five minutes, doesn't he? <laughs> what did the last guy? He goes like, Dominic de Coco, and he's just like, 
That's something. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good lad, good lad. Dominique Fucking hell, what a film that is. Anyway, right, um, we're going to have a chat today. Uh, we are both football fans. Yeah, we are. We both support the same football team. Yeah, we do. We both have similar and different opinions about football and football players and things. Probably and most definitely. Because we have a... Um, uh, all like comedians have a like a private little forum where we can all where we all chat with each other about football. Yes, the um, inaccurately called comedians who, comedians wants, to, who, who wants, wants to talk about football away from pricks. Yeah, and there's about six pricks in it as well. Yeah, there really are fucking whoppers that did comedy for six months in the early nineties oh. that hang around and. I think he's still doing it, man. He's still doing it. He's still doing, we, we both know we're talking about the same But <laughs> <place. laughs> well, I'm very active on there, and I've got look. I, look, I could talk about football on day, but but it's not a football podcast. This it's more of a debate, discussion, yeah. have a chat podcast. Now the new season is starting and a lot of Premier League clubs have confirmed that they are going to carry on taking the knee next season. Now, it's a very controversial kind of topic, that. Is it? People te- well, people tend to feel really strongly okay, yeah, no, one uh, way or the other. And so I think today we are going to open it up. Um, you know, I've I've definitely got opinions about it as a straight white man. Uh, so, you and know. they're not heard enough on podcasts. <laughs> Listen, here's what I think about racism. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have done, you've done all right with it, but now it's my turn. Big boy turn, let someone step aside. I know exactly how this is going to look, but fuck it. The grown-ups are here. So so first of all, what's your, um, I mean, what's your thought on the matter? Should they continue doing it? Yes, no. Should it be optional? What's... Here's the thing. I believe it is already optional. This is, I believe it is, but, you know, I believe it is optional for each, and I reckon it's... But it's not, though, is it? It is, but it isn't. So, look, if, if, let's say, tomorrow, uh, sorry, next week or whenever the football season kicks off, if, let's say, a prominent uh, white player, let's say if if Harry Maguire decided I'm not going to take the knee, it's his option, but the amount of uh, uh, media hype that that would create almost makes it like it's not an option. Does that make sense? The amount of... Sh- yes, uh, only because the amount of shock it would create if Harry Maguire did that. You're absolutely right. Harry Maguire um, was raised in... What was it? Sheffield? He was born in Sheffield. He's lived all his life. You know, he's, he's grown up in multicultural towns surrounded by pairs of all different colours. You know, so he is he he knows what it is like to live in modern England. Where If you're talking like this, this is the thing, like... I think a lot, not most, but what people don't realise about Britain, people who live in places like Manchester and Birmingham or anywhere like, or Bristol, you may seem to think that Britain looks like you and it doesn't. This is the thing, there's so many small little towns and hamlets and they are so backwards in their thinking, especially with regards to race. Because this thing like Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire like is, no, well, should be the captain of England, right? He's, he's excellent. And the thing is, okay, he, and he's, he's doing it on behalf of his peers. That's why he wants to take the knee. He's taking the knee because he, here's the thing, right? Every single footballer in the premiership has had it explained to them. Every single footballer, including Harry Kane, who once, during the Iceland game, asked the referee, uh, do we still go through if, it, if it's a draw? That's how dumb Harry Kane is, okay? <laughs> this, If you can explain that, 
to like all the England players. If you didn't explain the concept of BLM and the concept of taking a knee and why it isn't offensive and why it is about you and your peers moving forward, if you can explain that to a room full of English footballers, you can fucking explain it to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I, right. You've picked up some really interesting things there. And I think, first of all, where you grew up plays a huge part. So if you grew up in a multicultural place, uh, where you're sort of surrounded by people of different ethnicities and stuff, and like you said, like a melting pot of different ethnicities mm. and people, I think that you are much more um, open to that idea and reality than if you grew up in like these little white-only hamlets that exist all over the year. And we know, travelling through comedy, yes. like... I, I, you know, we know that sometimes you go to somewhere like Birmingham City Centre on a on a Friday or Saturday night if you're doing like the Glee or, you know, Comedy Loft or something. You will see every type of person yes. just on one street. Yeah. Whereas like tonight, I'm gigging in both Sandbach and Croston and they are... I, I reckon between them, they haven't had one black person ever. Even, even passed through. I went to the service station once. <laughs> I, I That's what I that memorial not. plaque is. <laughs> the brownest person who ever visited Croston once had a steak bake here. <laughs> it was darker than him. <laughs> oh, oh my god! So, um, I, as I said, with with BLM, is I don't see it as. Um, it's difficult for me because I don't see it as, I don't see it as anything like, um, I don't see it as anything like a political statement. I don't see it. I don't see how it could be a political statement. All I see is like, um, all I see with it, I just see kind of, I see, um, I see something that has to happen. So this is the thing. It's not like it's not like taking in the they're going like, oh it's a political movement and you know it's not it's not a Marxist movement. That's the other thing. BL Black Lives Matter is not a Marxist movement. I don't remember living in my side and speaking like yes, what I'm comrade. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> We're your two today. We're your two today. What got a tear down the means of production. Harry, that never happened. BLM is not a fucking Marxist movement, whatever that even is. Do you know what? I do know what that is, and I know that BLM isn't it. I know it's been painted as a Marxist movement. It's been painted as a Marxist movement by white people annoyed about the kind of white people that are involved in the Black Lives Movement. What? And here's the thing, here's the thing on top with that as well. If you're a white person that's annoyed by the white people supporting BLM, it's not about them or fucking you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go off and fucking what I think is really yourself. funny about that is when people go, right, okay, politics and football need to be kept separate, right? But they are the same per people that every year when James McLean refused to wear a poppy, <laughs> they go, how fucking dare he? I know, Jesus Christ. And it's, it's, you know, I mean, so here's where I stand on it. Um, um, so yes. my thought is that I, I don't like the taking of the knee before a football match. Okay. And I'll tell you for why, right? Okay. Now, you should, imagine if I didn't, and I just left it there. <laughs> like it. So I'll, I'll tell you for why it's not, it's, it's, it's something that I don't like. Okay. I think it is a gesture where it makes it look like UEFA are doing things to solve racism, and they aren't. Okay. And that's what annoys me about it. So there are actual instances every season where football players, uh, you know, uh, hurl racist abuse at, you know, their opponents and they get a ban 
that uh, that is about as long as somebody tweaking their hamstring or something like that. They get five games and it's over in a month and it's all sorted, right? That surely can't exist alongside. You have you, you, you have instances every year where football fans, especially in Italy, hurl the worst racist abuse and nothing happens. You have, after every single football match on social media, players are being routinely abused. And again, nothing happens. But by taking a knee for five seconds before a football match, I feel like it's it's the UEFA and FIFA and all those governing bodies going, look, we're doing everything that we can. And it's like, no, you're doing the bare, bare minimum. They are doing the bare minimum on that. You're absolutely right. But here's the thing. They're doing the bare minimum and they're doing something. The thing is, if, if they weren't doing that, if that gesture, if that worldwide gesture wasn't the safe, that gesture stopped now. Yeah. A lot of people were like, ha, good, good. It was getting on my nerves anyway. It was irritating me. It was getting on my nerves. For whatever reason, it irritates you. Again, it's not about you. Do you know what I mean? It's not about you. It's not for you. You don't do everything for yourself. Do you know what I mean? And I don't just mean, I don't mean you on that one. Oh, no, I, I know. mean, like, like for, I know, as you say, yeah, you wafer, there's so much more they could be doing, but they're not doing. And what they are doing is this one bold audacious gesture that doesn't cost them shit like for five seconds at the beginning of at the beginning of everything that is happening at least it's happening at least the conversation is still being had that's the thing is because if this i think if they stop doing it if they stop doing it a lot of people would be like okay well this is over well fine racism is solved then well this is is my second point as to why I, i don't really like it is you mentioned it's a bold audacious gesture yes and i agree with you but i think it used to be so where it came from the whole thing with colin uh kaepernick taking the knee during the national anthem at the time absolutely massive for the first week he sat on the bench uh sat out the national anthem uh because it was like well this doesn't represent me the second time he was told that a more respectful way would be to take the knee and because he did it it felt like an act of defiance against everybody else Mm. he was doing the opposite to what everyone else has done so is it not the case that when you kaya force an expectation that people should take a knee before every game that act of defiance, that defiant gesture, loses its magnitude because it's happening all the time. I disagree. Uh, I disagree for the same for the same reason that um, people like still occasionally like at the Olympics they'll do the they'll do the black power. Yeah, so true. They will still, these these are iconic things that happened. These are iconic, and it is it's visual, and it needs to be visual. And yeah, and, and yeah you're right. It might have lost. I mean, it might have lost a little bit of its kind of you know a little bit of its of its pizzazz, a little bit of its original. But here's the thing, right? I, about seven years ago, I changed from doing like straight stand-up to using a looper, okay? Yeah. I started using a loop machine, and when I did, it was new, and it was fresh, and everybody wanted to know me. Everybody wanted to know <laughs> that I was hot shit, and it meant something to me, and it was important to me that I was doing that, and I was out there, and I was using my looper. I was like, have you heard Vince? He's using his looper. It's completely different. He's not doing jokes anymore. And here's the thing. Here I am seven years later. I've still got that looper, and that looper is just as important to me, my friend. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, and it's still, to me, it might have to you, it might have to audiences across country, but to me, it still retained its pizzazz, and I, and it's, it's important for me, and I, essentially, I'm the one that's doing and it's, it's similar with the BLM. Yeah. It's similar. Brown the, loopers uh, matter. Beige loopers matter. Beige loopers matter. But this is the thing. Like, but this is the thing. Is like, yeah, yeah, it might get long. But do you know what? Racism is long. 
Yeah. It's the whole it's not going anywhere. It's not gonna go away. You gotta fight it visually, you gotta fight it. But they're all all they're doing is to fight it visually because it's free. You know what I mean? Yes. And you're absolutely right. And listen, I completely agree. It is cynical. It's disgusting the way they're doing it. Uh, but it's UEFA. What the fuck did you expect? They yeah. tried to invent a Super League. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck do you yeah. think they're going to do about racism? Like, oh, that's, that's the, well, yeah. that's the Super League out of the way. Yeah. Let's look at racism. Yeah. How can we cack-handedly fuck Guys, it? on the one hand, we are totally committed to fighting racism. <laughs> on the other hand, we want to create a Super League of super, super individuals super who are all super athletic and, athletic toned yeah muscular who you are inferior to but yes. we also want to fight races i get right so, so my thing with it again is is that it seems like a tokenistic gesture it seems like they're going look what we're doing i'm sure when actually is. they're doing nothing here's the thing Freddie, and with the best one i'm sure it is to you I see. Okay. But to anybody of colour, that is not, well, not anybody, but to most people of colour, that is not a tokenistic gesture. Okay. That is not a token. Look how, look how they treated black players. The second, the second, the second, like the second that, second the Euros, Euros was over, look how they turned on them. Look how England fans turned on their own. They immediately. Wait, they, they, well, here's the thing. There were some, there were some, weren't there? So there's a couple, wait. and it's just, it was disgusting. The way that, yeah. for the, the way that Rashford got treated was disgusting. Okay. And I think as well, like, even with the racist there, they got it the wrong way round. They got it the wrong way round because no man is perfect. See, Marcus Rashford, see, they got it wrong. Marcus Rashford, right? See, when he single handedly, like, fed Britain's kids, <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, forced the fucking government to feed in Britain's kids. That was a strong black Mancunian from Withinshaw. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And when Marcus Rashford missed that penalty, he was English. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it was like the Andy Murray thing, wasn't he? <laughs> it was when, like, when he wins, like, he's um, British, and when he loses, he's Scottish. But yeah, but some black people, it's the other way around. Yeah, oh, yeah, that guy's yeah. English. Oh, English guy missed that penalty, not Marcus. <laughs> yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Withinshaw. <laughs> it's 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 interesting, because what Marcus Rashford did, obviously, is incredible. Like, it's unbelievable. But, like... You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to save millions of children from starvation <laughs> to, to get basic recognition. Do you this know is, what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? like you can't please everyone. I mean, even fucking Batman ate Superman, didn't it? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's going to be some moaning prick. But that's the thing. I mean, it's I believe it's all part of the same kind of idea of keeping us divided. Yeah, keeping yeah, us yeah, divided, yeah. keeping like you know the working classes divided, the working classes just keeping us completely divided, um, and that's the idea. Like, do it by race, do it by this, do it by that. Do you know what I mean? There's so many different things. Do it by fucking vaccination, whatever you want to call it. There's you know there's, they're gonna they're always consistently and brilliantly finding ways to divide the working classes, yeah. and they will continue to do so. And the BLM thing is, they're taking in a, it's another huge, huge, huge thing about that. The fact that they, they, they that, I mean, just the messages they put out anyway, was it like Pretty Patel beforehand was saying, everybody has the right to protest the BLM, to, to the taking of the knee. And then she was like immediately jumping on the, the people who were racist. And just, oh, just, please fuck off with it. I'm tired. It was how quickly, how quickly it all became politicized to people. But it's not political. No, it's well, yeah, I know, but how quickly they tried to manipulate it to gain yeah. a political advantage. Yeah. And it's like, this should be like an apolitical thing. It should like, it, it, it doesn't matter whether or not you are, you vote one way or another. You, there should be like a base level of human decency where everyone can agree that certain things just should be self-evident. There should be, but that's the problem. There should be a basic level of human decency, but there really 
isn't anymore. Mm. You know, and I feel like we we get further away from that all the time. And these are perfect examples of why. And say, so especially when when you look at like from above, you know, you have got people talking about picking in these watermelon smiles and this and that. And you're kind of got all this kind of stuff just getting beaten down. And then you know, and kind of do like the race relations acts. And they've, we've looked at it. And we've decided it's all your fault. Stop moaning about it. Do yeah. you know just please do you know it does make me laugh actually how like so at the moment there's a problem with like vaccinations in certain communities right and they don't want to say which so what they do is they go certain particular people in certain communities yeah well it's like it's like okay well if they don't want to get vaccinated maybe it's because they don't trust the government and can you fucking blame them? Can you literally blame those this people? This is the thing, man. See, this is the thing. I I've, I've genuinely feel this. See, you're right, yeah. People of colour like, um, are generally uh, much more so statistically resisting this vaccination. And the reason for that, and the reason the reason for that is this, I think. Basically, like, normally, what happens when, like, say, like, say Pfizer or whoever, what they will do is they'll get, like, a little test group of, like, very, very poor Malawians and stuff like that. And they will <laughs> experiment on them. That's what they do. They've ex- yeah. They just experiment on, like, random groups of African uh, African people from different countries. They do that. They've done that all the time. And the ones that don't go heads, eventually, they go, okay, all right, well, now it's starting to work. Okay, Here's our new vaccine, or here's our new thing. They did it with so, Brazil, didn't they? They did, they, in the favelas. They do this shit all the time. But here's the thing, this thing happened, this happened so quick. This, like, this whole situation, this pandemic happened so fucking fast. They didn't have the time to do the test fucking, to do, like, the, the little fucking test subjects. They didn't have time to do that. So when they were like, okay, guy, okay, okay, Jesus, take the wheel. You know, they just kind of, they just, they just fucking threw, and they just, like, threw the vaccination out. And here's the thing. Black people generally are accustomed. Like if you've been if you've been slapped as you, when you were a kid, you expect a slap, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've yeah, yeah. never been slapped, you flinch. If you've never been slapped, that's why when I see so many white people, oh, please, I will take this vaccine. I will just double, triple, 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 quadruple jab me. I don't care. Just put this vaccine in me, and I'm like going, do you not see? I mean, I get it. Listen, I understand everybody's concerned. I get it, but I'm like, can you not see like that? This isn't ready yet. Yeah, this yeah, shit yeah. isn't ready. That's like it's not. I don't think it's not. It's it's not fit for work yet. It will be at some point, but right now it isn't. And this is the thing: is like as I said, if you never had a slap, then you're never going to expect a slap. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to get a slap pretty quick. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it, and yeah. it's it's. I find it hard. And, and here's the other thing as well. I saw this advert. Oh God, within the black community, and it had like um, like Lenny Henry, Adrian Lester. You know, your typical fair. This bitch has got like every black person remote fame, and and he should have seen the advert. They were like. Hey, you all right? We're the same. We are. You know, I mean, we argue. We argue about, no, we'll go and get that chick. And doing all that stuff. Doing all that stuff, like, trying to ingratiate themselves. Like, you know, go, we argue about this. and We argue about the chicken. And we argue about the weather. But come on. Let's all get that job. There's and I'm one thing we going, can all agree on. There's one thing we can all agree on. And I'm just looking at it and I'm going... Who fucking commissioned this? I mean, like, just like Lenny Henry, and like Lenny Henry is like to, to me and you, like he's like you know he's like just just past being a peer. So everybody young, he's old as shit. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. old as shit. So that's the other thing as well. That's the other thing, especially so, within like community within communities and and in the black community and in the, the most basic community. We live in like a sort of Facebook. Um, we live in this Facebook very kind of shallow pool where people generally agree with us. The echo chamber. The echo chamber. And here's the thing. Young people, they really don't give a shit about this vaccine. So <laughs> they are really I like, saw, nah, that's yours. You have I, it. I saw something that was being shared on Twitter, right? It was the most cringeworthy thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Right. So it was clearly marketed 
at young people aged about 18 to, you know, 25 or something like that. Right. Uh, from, you know, multi-ethnic backgrounds and communities. That was where they were going for. That yeah, was their okay. thing. It opens I'm, up I'm and, it's this, and it's this guy. Okay. And he goes, I'm getting the vaccine because let's face it, chicken doesn't taste as good when it's a takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was it. Everyone knows because everyone knows that, that that chicken tastes much better when you eat it in the shop, and that's why I'm getting the vaccine. And I was like, "Wow, that was the that's the best reason you could come up with." Well done, Jesus Christ! It's motherfucker to silver spoons on Great Western Street once I'm you change his life. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! What? Because we all know chicken. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Are you eating in or, or taking away? Because we make it differently. <laughs> really? That seems. That seems no, like you don't awful. get a plate. You don't get a plate. That's, that's that's the main thing. Seems like uh, actually, you taking away. Yeah, we uh, we spit on it if you take it away. That's why it doesn't taste as good. Get your vaccine, you prick. Um, <laughs> fucking weird, mate. In it. Oh my goodness. Oh, I can't. I can't actually. Do you know? I mean, don't you? Aren't you supposed to lose your sense of taste anyway? Like when you kind of get it. So maybe that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's got something to do well, with it. Well, do you know what? It's weird because so I've had I've had COVID. Okay. And it was um, the biggest piece of piss ever. I literally I've had worse hangovers. I, I barely even knew I was ill. <laughs> right? uh, Finn, uh, our producer, has had COVID and it laid him out. And uh, like I said, the last time I saw him. He looked like he was a character in episode three of It's a Sin. Do you know what I mean? He looked, he looked, like, he looked like AIDS had just set in. It was... Um, so yeah, but there's a lot less of Finn than there is to say like you really. Yeah, though. but Finn's thing. a lot healthier like, So I mean like me. there's a lot... I feel like maybe there's... I don't know. They, but, had, they had a lot more to attack on you. But Finn... <laughs> you walk over down. I would. <laughs> like, so, oh, all right, already. Are you, su are you suggesting that COVID attacked me... Let's move me... on to 99.997 somewhere else. Are, are you suggesting that COVID <laughs> attacked me the same way that Germany attacked Russia during World War II? I was too was too oh. stretched along a big front. <laughs> and so the, the Russian forces were easy to penetrate through the... That's amazing. I'm uh, a beat, continent of a human being. When you say you beat COVID, you mean... You <laughs> Yeah. I think I think I think like just before I remember just before lockdown, I remember being so ill. So ill. I was laid on my back and I just thought, this is the worst flu I've ever had. I feel like I might die. And I remember having that. So I don't know if it was or not, I don't know. But I remember feeling so fucking bad. And like and then yeah. Well, what was interesting is is my symptoms were hey, uh, a loss of appetite. Uh, Rommel oh, Holland, Rommel Holland actually said that I was the only person to get COVID and come out healthier. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I had a loss of appetite. Uh, I had a a slight cough, what I would call a smoker's cough. Okay. So you know, do you still smoke? You did, no. didn't you? But you did for a while. Yes. So you know when you quit smoking, and then you quit for a few months, and then you uh, go out on the piss. And you get a pack of fags and you're like, I fucking... Because old habits die hard and you go, oh, I fucking want a fag. And you wake up the next morning and you go, what the... F oh, them fuck... Oh, them fags. And, and they just... It just sits a bit weird on your stomach. That was what COVID-19 felt like. That's what it was for me, genuinely. <laughs> that was the level of fucking... But the worst part was always thinking that it would get worse. But the thing is, is my missus got it the same time as me. Um, you know, one of us infected the other or whatever. She lost her sense of taste and smell and she had achy legs right. and she was just a bit tired. And that was and that was it. That right. was that that was the whole fucking yeah, shebang see. for her. So it's weird how it affects 
different people in different ways like that. But going back to what you were saying about, we were talking about Facebook and um, uh, Twitter. Yes, and that's the, the echo chamber, the idea that un, young people's views are really not represented on there. And there's a lot of young people and they basically think we're all mental. You know, like everyone's like, I've had my jabs and all those those Facebook things and this and that. Everyone's like, the pictures like, and the boats and about and showing the cards and stuff. They think we are fucking insane. And, it, and, if, and, if, and here's the thing, when was the last time that young people en masse, I mean, apart from like fucking Love Island or X Factor, when was the time that young people en masse were wrong about something political like this? What they are is the future. Corbyn. No, no, they were, no, they were Bob on right. They were absolutely right, which is why they assassinated him, which is why the media assassinated him. When was the last time you saw, you know what I mean? You ain't seen Theresa May get a name cheered at fucking Leeds at Reading Festival. It didn't mean anything. It it meant everything. If there was an old person festival, if there was Knitting Fest or something like that in fucking a Tory stronghold, then that'd get cheered. Segwaying slightly, right, Corbyn, a politician, getting cheered at a fucking music festival was so big that they knew the tide was turning. That's why they called him anti-Semite. That's why they did all this stuff. That's why they leaned into. That's why they leaned into his brother. I'm, that's why they leaned into all that shit. That's what I believe. But anyway, that's just, that's a, we, yeah. are, we are segueing there. Um, oh, don't worry about it. This podcast is more about the journey than the destination. Okay, then. All right, in okay. fact, in, in in many cases, we never get to the destination. Okay, well, I'm trying. I'm trying to sort of get there. Um, well, I tell you what. what so we, the way that I wanted to sort of bring this back around is, you look at all these big social media companies, and what they do is they go, "We are doing." everything that we can to solve racism. Honestly, guys, we couldn't be doing any more than what we are. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Because they could solve it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. If they made made a rule tomorrow, if Twitter, for example, made a rule tomorrow, whereby you could only message people that followed you unless you uploaded some ID to show who you were, Mm -hmm. that would solve 95% of it tomorrow mm-hmm. but they don't want to do that because if they did that less people would make accounts a lot less money, yeah. people would tweet and so they get less money from advertising yep. because stuff would go down so they, they they basically the the long and short of it is they want to do as much as they can providing that it does not hurt the bottom line in any way i agree i completely agree Completely agree. Surely that's not what this podcast is about. He says about absolutely, well, absolutely. Fair. To be honest <laughs> no, with I, you, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more on that. This it's, is uh, our first debatey thing. So usually, what we do is we get an expert in who is far smarter than uh, everyone else in the room, who literally just fucking spits facts and blows everyone's <laughs> mind. So this is a bit more, a bit more debatey. Um, but even so, uh, like I, I, I still yeah, just, just in that, sitting in that picture, sitting in that chair. There's sadness right there. <laughs> yeah, it's ignorance, willful ignorance. You're sat in that chair. Oh, right? mate, the amount of times that you watch <laughs> that you watch the podcast and I start talking and you can see an expert's face just contort <laughs> as if they go, "You can't possibly be this stupid, Caddy." Oh, it, it appears as though he is. Um, but yeah, I, I just think like so. Here's another thing with the taking the knee thing. When will it, will it ever stop? Or should it stop at any point ever? <laughs> All I could think was, will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I went to Vanilla um, I don't know. Is I don't know. And, um... <clears throat> Speaking on behalf of all black people and people of colour of all, like, of all shades, tones. Um, well, it was hard work getting you, you know, after <laughs> the president of, of everyone who isn't white, you know. 
<laughs> you're a busy man. That's that's what I love about the term babe. Yeah, you know I mean, it's literally it's like so, it's like it's like everyone but white people. Oh yeah, just <laughs> everyone accepts. It might as well to be called not you. But the thing is about that term is people you use it, and everybody who the term applies to thinks it's the biggest pile of shit ever. But like white politicians use it, they're like, well, BAME communities. Yeah, like, what they mean is everybody except us. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a really easy the, thing to throw out there. And the funny thing is as well, is how mental can you be to not understand that the background and lived experiences of a like a, a third generation black male is completely different to like a, a 60 year old uh, person who's come from Bangladesh. Just because they're both not white doesn't mean that they both, like, oh, they're both similar. Do you know what I mean? Well, yes. I mean, but this is... It all works. It all works. All these terms, they all work for the same agenda, don't they? Like, them, us, divide, this, everything. Not you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, not yeah, you. Yeah. Not you. And then for, like, you know, for people who would fall within that BAME category, not them. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's just... But I don't know. I think they do it sometimes for like a diversity thing. So they go, "Oh well, this many of our candidates are BAME," and it's the it's a way of them being able to put a single percentage on uh, that. When actually, if if you have like um, a company and like you know, uh, let's say you have thirty percent BAME inclusion or whatever that means, but they all come from one particular ethnicity, then that's not the same representation that you think it is. Do you know what I mean? It's just one gang from Soweto. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, this, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just, um, I don't know. I kind of, I find like, some, see, I find sometimes I find I get tired of it, but then again, but I can't because it's my life. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it, it's hard to say, like, just, I mean, just to pull back for, again from, from what you said before, like, you know, are people going to get tired of it? Yeah, maybe they will. Or, you know, like, or kind of, it isn't really about, here's the thing, it isn't, it isn't really about what white people think about taking a knee. It, yeah, isn't, it, is, it isn't about that. Yeah, it's yeah. about how people of colour feel about it, about whether it's working, about whether it's kind of pushing the message forward. About And I do believe that it is doing that. And I also believe that it's opening up debate. Because, you know, I mean, even the thing, like, you know, you might have this, so let's just say, like, it happens, you know, and some, some, like, some old boy goes, oh, it's fucking taking me. Political. And then the nephew might go, Josh, you know what, it's not political. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, and then, yeah, they'll, yeah. then they'll have a debate about it. And, he, and he'll explain to him why... It isn't a Marxist movement. It is about, you know what I mean, the idea of like just basically just trying to achieve basic levels for everybody. Levels of safety, levels of humanity. Yeah. Levels, you know what I mean? Just le levels. And and if you could if some if some younger nephew or niece can explain that to some old boy, all the better. It means that, that it means that that's it's working. That that debate can happen that's that day. That's very, very true. I think a lot of times with stuff like this people wish that there's like a, a button that can be pressed and they go, and racism's over. Fantastic. Well done, everyone. Good job. When, that would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice. It when, would be nice. Actually, like you said. <laughs> Who do you think would be applauding themselves? <laughs> Good job, guys. Good. We really, we really, yeah, you're all welcome. Thank, yeah, thank you. You're well done. You're well done. Uh, we did that. And actually, there were 30% of BAME people that helped us. So, um, guys, you're very welcome. And uh, now you can all enjoy chicken in or out of a shop. Um, oh, no, that's, uh, that's... It tastes so different. Uh, no, so just to go back to that, was he, was he saying, 
it tastes different outside of the shop. Yeah, yeah. So like, he's saying it doesn't like, taste. Di- he, 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 he said, and go and find it on you on uh, on Twitter. But he's like, because uh, we all know that chicken doesn't taste as good when it's a takeaway. Even the vegans, so, so <laughs> do they know that? What about like the sort of West African fishermen who just literally live on fish like the whole lives, and they're all like about seven foot. You've never seen men like this this big. What do they think? They think the same way. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, it's a universal truth. You think the chicken tastes the same out of the time? It's a universal truth. Well, they, when they're having their fish, they only do fish and chips to eat in oh, every okay. time. doesn't taste the same if you have it in... Uh, so, right, so, I mean, I get... It's, well, what it is, is it's, it, it was clearly... I've lost, a, in this, I've lost in the physics of it all. I've lost kind of, so, wait, hang on, so, he's in the shop. He's yeah. in the shop. No, 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 no. Well, on the video, he's not in the shop. He's right. at home. Oh, right, so he's just remembering some chicken he wants out. <laughs> Is this <laughs> flavour some chicken of yesteryear and it's yeah. and it's and it's withering thereof. He's uh, <laughs> ch- chicken reminiscent. That's yeah. what he's doing. Chicken reminiscent. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's my R and B band. Yeah, it, right. <laughs> it's R and B band. It's, it's, it's um, the best video ever. Right. So I'm gonna, so he's saying that when you're in the shop. So when you're in the shop, that the chicken. I mean, was he saying this during lockdown? Did he not been in the shop for a while? <laughs> so he. So he, when he was. So this video, I reckon, was. Less than two weeks old. In fact, I might have retweeted it. I'm, I'm trying to think. In fact, I think I did. Um, because even... Because, I mean, I watched it, right? And I was like, that is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, so saying that as soon as you put the paper on it, or as soon as it's wrapped up, and then you give it to somebody, it fl- its f- flavour is impaired immediately. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's trying to... Um, I, th- I think the point that he's trying to make right. is that food inherently tastes better in general when you're eating it in a restaurant, which is not true. Jesus. Let's take him to the curry mile. Oh, <laughs> mate. I, um, I, I, I honestly love... Of course you've got a curry mile story. Mate, so, I, so I'm, a huge, I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, Manchester curry and its history. My favourite isn't actually on the curry mile. My favourite is a, it's like a little, it's almost like a little soup kitchen type thing, just off, it, it's around a corner, around sort of like Piccadilly Gardens, it's dead hard to find, but they only... Back Piccadilly? What, sorry? Back Piccadilly? Yeah, something like that, or around there. I know what you mean, the one opposite where the old roadhouse used to be. I'm trying to think, I don't know Manchester as well as you, so... so. Is, is it on like the back, is it on like, when you say, is it like the actual back of Piccadilly? Like I the, think it's... It's called this and that. I was going to say, is it this and that? But that's it's, not Piccadilly. It's that's, it, no, that's in the northern. Quarter. Is it? Is it? That's in. The, that's that. That place I'm, is amazing. That I'm is, getting you, confused. It's called you get this like and a that. proper rice and three rice and there. three. I was just rice about to say. Three. Now, people who are outside of Manchester or have not had the experience of eating in Manchester, eating curry in Manchester, don't know what rice and three is. Rice and three is a specifically Mancunian thing. Uh, I no, think. I don't think it is. It's not really. It's kind of. It's more. I've seen it around. I've seen it around. They do it in Edinburgh. In um. Moss Kitchen. Moss Kitchen. They do yeah, rice, yeah, yeah. They do rice and threes there. It's just, um, I don't so know. So rice and three, if you don't know, Maybe is this is outside of your non-BAME experience. But rice and three has been around for a while, man. Has it? <laughs> it really has. Wait. But, yeah, I mean, so it's... it's I don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's killed your point completely. Imagine, imagine, imagine if in this whole minefield of a podcast, imagine if this was the bit that got me cancelled. Imagine if this was the bit 
that people were like, how dare he try and claim to be an authority on curry? Um, so rice and three is basically, if you don't know, it's rice and then plus three. Rice and three, if you don't know. Yeah, it's, it's basically rice and three. Yeah, and, and curries. And, and three only, curries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to the word curries, they surely figured out what a fucking rice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it could have been anything. It could have been like rice <laughs> plus a curry plus two condiments plus like a, an onion barge and a poppadom. But well, then why, why would you call it rice and three then? Well, I, I mean, yeah, it could be like it could be like a car. It could be anything. Have you ever <laughs> eaten? Have you ever eaten curry um, in like a, a a different country, like India or something like that? Um. At a Portuguese vindaloo in Barcelona. Oh, not a, a, a Portuguese, Portuguese vindaloo, vindaloo in Barcelona. Portuguese, like, that's how vindaloo is supposed to be. But vindaloo is actually a Portuguese dish. Really? Yeah, and it was adapted. Obviously, you know, we're kind of, oh, kind of everybody started kind of mixing it, mixing it up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's it's delicious. It's really really tasty, and it's hot, but because it's it's not like powder, so like it doesn't stay on you. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like yeah, hot yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Then you're ready to eat it. 30 seconds later, you're ready to eat again. But yeah, it's like hot and then it's, but it's, oh, it's so good. So I went to um, Malaysia and in Kuala Lumpur, they say that that's the best place in the world to have curry. Right. Because there's a large uh, Indian community that came over from India to, as they as they will have done. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know why I, I, don't, I don't know why I say words sometimes. Uh, I just oh, okay, I just remember something really funny. Go on. Um, it's it's uh, just when you say that, you know, for, I was gonna like stroll in from India. But, so, but this is the thing: is like my uh, my cousin, my cousin. Um, uh, who who is white? She's absolutely love, and she genuinely thought that um, you know Bob Marley. This is sometimes when you like you know you got to explain to people you don't quite get the plight, right? She's not <laughs> that um. What's it? What's it? Uh, why? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, not, not, not fucking banana bunch. But, uh, I, but I know the song. Why, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Buffalo Soldier, Buffalo Soldier, yeah. Buffalo Soldier. She generally thought it was, she thought two things. First thing she thought it said, Buffalo Soldier, he's a dreadlock rock star. Right? She just thought it said dreadlock rock star. And d- never questioned that once. <laughs> just like ZZ Top never fucking combed their hair. <laughs> but like, and then, but then you th- this is why I knew she didn't get it. She was like, strolling from Africa. <laughs> strolling. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> this looks like strolling from Africa. <laughs> These dreadlock rock stars. She yeah. allegedly gambled down the street. She actually thought Buffalo Soldier was about the hot sauce. Oh, <laughs> oh, man, it's just strolling. Strolling from Africa is one of my favorite misheard lines ever because it's just everything about it is so wrong. <laughs> Stro- really? Do you know what my favorite? Um, uh, my favorite misheard lyric was from a. Fr- so I had a friend. I say this is going back. Uh, uh, it's going back sixteen, seventy years. I haven't had one since. I uh, I had a mate of mine, and he was the biggest fucking tryhard. Do you know what I mean? So whatever someone else was into, he'd try and be into it as well. But he just wasn't right. right. So I had a mate of mine called Lee, who was massive fucking mod. You know, loved Paul Weller. You know, massively into the jazz. I bet he stank, didn't he? You what? I bet he stank, didn't he? No, he was. They all do, man. Mods stink. 
he Moz staying because he's still wear polyester. He was surprisingly <laughs> well uh, well whiffed, um, but I, mm. that's my memory as a as an eighteen year old. So maybe he did stink, and at eighteen you don't know what smells good. Do, and what yeah, they do, man. They do. You so can smell them, and the mopeds bringing it up. So he was a like he's a nice cream, guy. Nice cream truck. He was massively Older. into uh, you know mod culture and stuff. Uh, Paul Weller, the Jam, all that stuff. Yeah. And my other mate really decided that he wanted to be into it as well, right? right. And he wasn't, but he wanted to try and be into it, sort of impressly. And uh, they were singing uh, the jams, probably most famous hit. And my friend screamed at the top of his lung, uh, at top of his lungs, in a town called Magic. Wow! Oh yeah! And literally, you could have heard a fucking pin. What did you say? A town like Magic. A town like Magic is yeah. great. Um, and Queen's famous song, It's a it's a Kind of Malice. <laughs> um, yeah, Malice Johnson. <laughs> Malice Johnson. Just gave AIDS to everyone for no reason, because I feel like it. <laughs> Malice Johnson. He knew what he was doing when he fucked those women Burback. He knew full well what he was doing. Oh my god! Uh, uh, that's Johnson, why we, uh, yeah, Adam's uncle. That's why we usually put this behind a paywall. Um, do you know? Apparently, you can get like that's classed as murder nowadays. What? Given? Yeah, somebody, uh, some woman got um, got put in prison for it for knowingly having sex with men uh, whilst knowing that she had AIDS, but okay. not telling them. Well, yes, yeah, sounds yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think correct decision. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that. I'm but, not going to. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not bringing it up to sort of start a fucking innocence campaign for her. I think she should be in prison. Yeah, that's what's on just thought it's a really weird way to kill someone. Um, you know what I mean, well, oh, it was fucking Professor Plum in the pantry with HIV. Just it was like a it's like, long, <laughs> like long form. <laughs> I'll get you. In fact, I've already got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're done for the next time you get a cold. <laughs> um, so, anywho, um, yeah, what were we talking about? Taking the knee. Take oh, the yeah, knee. that was <laughs> that was what we talked about five minutes ago. Uh, five minutes into the podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, so there's a couple of football players that have actually come out because originally when it happened, I thought it was a good thing, and then as it progressed, I started to question whether or not I thought that there was validity behind this but in my head i was like it's not really for me to question it it's not really it's not my role to go well i don't think this is very good um well you're the guy with the podcast my friend well this is it <laughs> but recently uh like prominent black players have come out and they've said we don't want we don't want anything to do with it so uh wilfred zaha um was really strongly against it he said he found it demeaning and um yeah, but Wilfred's, I mean, here's the thing. If you think it's demeaning, then I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say, but I, if you think if you think it's demeaning, that's kind of, yeah, because probably what it's, it's, cause it's, it's almost like a bit of one-dimensional thinking. If you're like, I ain't kneeling for nobody. No, you're not kneeling for anybody. Yeah. You're kneeling to make a point, you thick twat. You yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Like it's not, it's not what it's about. If you're saying that, it depends. Now it depends when you say, uh, so if John Barnes is one of them, I don't give a fuck what John Barnes no, no, is John Barnes about is anything. <laughs> just, he just talks so much fucking shit, and then occasionally backs it up with something sensible. But no, he is like, 
Oh, it is like a Daily Mail wet dream, usually. <laughs> like John Barnes. No, the other John one Bond. is... Not uh, that he plays football anymore. The other one is Brentford forward Ivan Tony. Who oh, came out God. literally about... So when you said ago. a number, you meant two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, no, the, the, those are two that I specifically know <laughs> okay, about. Okay. I believe that there's there's plenty more. Listen, there's a lot of, listen, there's a lot of young black players and they're all going to have very different opinions. You yeah, know, yeah, There's yeah. the thing, it's like, the idea is like, it's like, look, just, you got to understand, and what, the way it's been, the way it's obviously been explained to them is this, look, look around you, look around you, right? You just want those guys to feel the same as you. You want those guys to have the same rights as you. And now if, and and that's what it so when you get out there do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, we, yeah we back each other up if they start shouting shit from the territories we got we retain the right to walk off if we want to yeah i mean i don't i don't know what necessarily whether know whether that's the right thing to do but that's only my opinion i'm you know what i mean i'm a fucking old beige man it doesn't really matter what i think it matters what young footballers of color think yeah and and their peers is the thing and if they make the decision you know what we're gonna take we want to take my team off fine go do it but like if, it, if you gave them a choice though uh, between, like, listen, you can continue to do the, you know, kneel before every game, or uh, the governing bodies that are in charge of football will take proactive action uh, against, uh, you know, fans that routinely uh, abuse black players, uh, opponents that routinely abuse black players, and fans that do it on social media. Like, I, like I, I can't help but feel that it's just... Um, there's loads and loads of really complicated things that would make a huge difference. And this just seems like a really easy thing to get people to You're do. You're absolutely right. But it's all we're going to get. That's the other thing. It's all yeah. we're going to get. We're not going to get all these things you're talking about. You're not going to get that. You know, they're not going to kind of, it goes against the plan. It goes against the division plan. You're not going to get like all these. No, they're going to make they'll make a show of one or two people that will do something yeah, yeah, yeah. stupid on like on on camera, like on a bus or something. Not allow black people on a bus or something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll do that and they'll stand all over that and they'll be seen to be standing all over it. But what they're not going to do is anything that costs them. <laughs> you know, whereas totally. this, whereas yeah, this yeah. look, this 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 one gesture doesn't cost them a bean. Yeah. It doesn't cost them a being. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. powerful. So it works. It's, it's almost like it works for us. It works for them. Um, that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, if yeah. they took it away, if they take it away, it's just going to be like, well, well, what's what's happened? You know what I mean? It's not like any, nothing's better. Yeah. We've yeah, not yeah. even got our fucking gesture anymore. You know what I mean? Give us, you know what I mean, what have you got to give us? Because, you know, so I think that's the thing. I think if you take it away, it's gone. And, uh, and the problem is still there. Yeah, so are, so are you coming from the perspective of it's either this or nothing? And having this is infinitely better than having nothing, yes, even the, though the latter. Even though this is only this is a, a little bit. Yes. Yeah, this is this is this is nothing, but it kind of well like I say it can you know, it sparks debate. It can spark debate. It can you no know, it it can do that. It's a gesture, it's out there, it's seen, it's letting people know that this shouldn't be tolerated you know it's yeah. letting people know that there's a disapproval of those disgusting actions that they're doing that's what it is and if it's not there the, these disgusting actions are still and I, i've got to see people talking about well you know if they didn't take the knee we wouldn't boo and you know they're annoying us they're annoying us with their plights of fucking you know what i mean with, with like uh, just plights of fucking poverty and maltreatment over the years it's just annoying to us we don't want to hear that you're like again you're missing the point 
that's I, I that's such a weird way of thinking. But it's very common. It's a very common take. Go on, right? Go on the Manchester Evening News website and talk about Manchester being a multicultural city. Okay, go on the MEN website and look at the comments on anything to do with Marcus Rashford or anything like that, and you will be amazed at what you read. You will be amazed. Like it is. It's as bad as anywhere. It's as it's as bad as anything. It's as bigoted as anything, and it gets there fast. And it as 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 well. I think the internet brings out the worst in people. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It it, it brings out the most controversial in people. And I think that when people are face to face, there's a like there's an inherent politeness that kicks in because we are social people. And also because there's a danger of getting your fucking head kicked in if you oh, if God, you yeah. start... Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, whereas the internet, it, it, oh, it's safe, so I'm going to be... Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. But uh... it's, it, it is interesting, though, that you mentioned about sparking debate and stuff like that. I think that that is really, really, really important. But one of the things that does my bloody head in about this issue is there's so many break-off strands that people get latched onto. So, for example, right. they go, uh, I'm against uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, or, or, or I'm against them taking the knee because it's a Marxist institution. And you go, nope, you've missed the point. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've missed it. Yeah. Where is... Well, I, again, when they say it's a Marxist institution... How? Oh, no idea. Because as, there was a thing where I don't know, I don't know who did it, but it was for a while uh, BLM was was associated with defund the police, and I think a lot of people hear defund the police, and it's an awful lot more of a controversial statement. Anybody can be associated. <coughs> Excuse me. Too. <coughs> Anybody can be associated with anything. That's that thing. That's, that's that could just just a media trick. Yeah, totally. Thing. And. As I said, it's and again this movement. It's not. It's just. It's three letters. It's Black Lives Matter. That's that's all it is. I remember Michael Che did that thing. And says, oh, it's the best just, bit of stand up. Just, just just matter. That's it. Just matter. Yeah. They just matter. That's all. That's all. That's all people are looking for. That's not a political movement. That isn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That isn't like fucking lefty ideals. That is just asking for basic civil rights. Yeah. You know? But I think at the uh, at the other end of the spectrum as well, people assume that if you are um, uh, against taking the knee before a football game, that's because you are inherently against the movement or you are inherently against other things. So I think that, like, it's really easy for people to start like to extrapolate more out of something than what there is. Do you know what I mean? I, I do. I do agree on that. It's like similar. Yeah. You. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, people are kind of. They might have different reasons for kind of whatever. Like, I mean, for example, like I wouldn't. I, I hear everything that you're saying. Yeah. I hear everything that you're saying. I take it, but I wouldn't agree that it's kind of it's got old or anything like. Oh, kind of. Yeah. As I said, like, because to me, it hasn't. To me, it hasn't, because I'm looking at my nephews and nieces, I'm looking at my kids, you know, I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking, these kids, they've all got to grow up in this world. They've all got to grow up with these people that are firing this shit out on the internet. Yeah. They've got to live in this world. They need to know that something out there is, somebody out there is rep- they're being represented. They need to know that, because at some points, they're going to feel lost. So when you start taking away things like that, again, it's, it's dehumanising. It's that's 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 all it is, you know. What I mean, that's and that's when people do start reverting to type. That's when people start going like, you know, the amount of times you've heard like, you know, say that like offenders of this and that of of 
of of of what from wherever and they all say like well you know kind of like i just thought well no one gives a shit about me why should i give a shit about anyone that happens you need to let young people know that they are being represented all mm. of them all of them the, the really interesting thing i find is that the young generation that are coming through are way more tolerant of other people and lifestyles of course they are. Uh, than anything as but the leap that's been made even within sort of my generation and my lifetime is is massive so i mean yeah. i remember for example when i was maybe 10 11 12 13 if you saw two men walking down the street holding hands then that would stop traffic like like literally people would turn around and look at that shit like people would be like are those two men holding hands i know what you mean whereas uh, now what what we'll say as well is that i'm definitely more so impressed and maybe at the time than like but yeah no you're right you're right even yeah you're right times change i hear that you know kind of it's a similar thing now it's a similar thing you know like you you will hear we were talking like being like anti-trans and this and that and you're just like why are you anti those humans just for living their lives and Again, but like kind of that's something that's now. But the young young people, young people, they honestly couldn't give a shit mm. who you, who he, who she, who they. They don't give a fuck. As you've been told to me, like, okay, we accept that. We're gonna move on. Let's carry on with our fucking lives. And again, it's just it's just, it is it's part of evolving. Now, like our generation are the ones who aren't evolved on this one, you know, and nobody wants to hear that they're unevolved. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. People yeah. are really, really fucking unevolved on this shit. And it's and it is, it's the same with like it's the same with trans rights. It's the same with like black lives. It's the same thing. It's just you've got to listen to young people. You've got to listen to what young people are saying on it because your opinions are now old and you are old. You you're graying, you're dying. Do you know what I mean? Your body's rotting. You don't matter anymore. Yeah. Listen to what the young people are telling you about these issues. They, you know, I'm talking about en masse. They're very seldom wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure whether or not on mass they are seldom wrong. I think. Well, like, like, like the principal Skinner thing, like that principal Skinner meme, like, no, no, it's the children who are wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I so that's, that's, that's how. That's how yeah. that, that is Facebook every day. That is Facebook every single day. Yeah, Do you know. I, I mean, I was like, I, I, I've got a new, a new bit of stand up about this that I've been doing at the moment, and it has been. Um, uh, it blows hot and cold. Uh, it's about how, like, there's limits to my tolerance. So I'm a tolerant person, but there's limits to it. So I was on, <laughs> I was on T, like, I was watching uh, this morning a couple of weeks ago. Do you know who Ollie London is? Uh, is? Is he the mixed race guy? Well, uh, no is the answer to that. Is he, uh, I mean, is he, the guy that, is he the guy that saw a strip of Piers Morgan? No, no, no. He's oh, okay, Ollie London. Ollie London is... Uh, an influencer who was born and raised in the UK right. to two UK parents, right. but identifies as being Korean. Okay. Um, Does he? And yeah, well, <laughs> he's even had he's even had the surgery to pin to. No, pin he hasn't. Eyes. No, yeah. he hasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he yeah, hasn't, yeah. mate. It's not had the finger yeah. surgery, has yeah. it? <laughs> so that's so that's why that that's my limit. So I'm like, why? Okay, so. I need. I guess I need to know a bit more about um, is Ollie London. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What? So. Right. So. He. He doesn't. Does he do the accent? I don't. Does he do the accent? Well, sorry. Does he do the accent? No. But okay. here's the thing, right? So <laughs> I only watched a little bit of it, I mean, and I'm not. That. I'm not like massively 
you know, I don't know anything about them other than the, that's what they do. Right? Why does he identify but, as Korean? Do you know that? So I think as well, uh, thinking I mean, about I'm, it in my head, I think... I hope I'm not in the front row when you first... So I think, I think <laughs> that they identify as non-binary as well, if, if, if I'm absolutely... I think, but... Only identify as non-binary. Uh, but Korean, right? And so, I, first of all... Ollie, Ollie London. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay. so, first of all... I assume that when you say you identify as Korean, I'm assuming you mean South Korea. Because, like, no, nobody wants to identify as being in a prison labour camp for 10 years. Do you know what I mean? Also, yeah, maybe they do. Maybe also, they do. he's got, like, it, oh, they've got, like, blue hair. And I'm pretty sure in North Korea, like, they chop off your toes for that or something. It'd be frowned uh, upon, yeah. But, uh, but the thing is, is the accent is a funny thing because, I, as I can remember them talking, it wasn't, like, full-on... Asian, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you can't be like, hello, I'm I'm from Korea, me. Bloody love a bit of kimchi. Yum, yum, yum. Ollie London. So, Ollie London. Yeah. R- name's Ollie London. Kanichi bloody war. Um, so, Japanese. So, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. so, it's about as much as Korean as I know. So, um, so, so what they do is they kind of have this half and half where they go like, oh, like a, they go I- like this, like, Hello. Oh, okay. My name is Oliver. I identify <laughs> as Ben Career. And it's like. Brilliant. That's, oh, that's, it's that's even just, better. It's, like, it's just uh, enough to be like. Oh, it's like that mid Atlantic drawl that like loads of 90s rappers from Manchester sort of put on. Like, yeah, yeah, yo. Yeah, yeah, yo. Where do you go? Where we go? On the boat. And the boat. And the boat. Here we go. Go, 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 go. Yeah, love a patty, mate. Love a patty. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Wow. You know where. <laughs> You know, God, that you, know took when, me back. you know when somebody's <laughs> half Irish and it's pa- St. Patrick's Day and all, this, and all of a sudden they talk a bit different. How are you? Oh, no, my dad's from Ireland. No, he's not. Well, that brings us to the end of Pigoted Extra. Um, turns out black lives do matter. Who knew? Who'd have thought? <laughs> what a turn up for the books. Um, wow. Before we go, have you got anything that you want to plug Vince Atta? Uh, no, not really. No, I'm not. I'm not, part, I'm any, not any, doing Edinburgh this year. I'm uh, writing a musical. You're writing a musical. Writing a musical. Writing a musical. Is it going to be? Because um, I know that you are quite heavily into rap and stuff with your uh, comedy. Is it going to be a rap-based musical? Um, it's going to be. It's, it's set in 1980s Moss Side. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, sort of smorgasbord of black music. It's going to be a lot of R&B, street soul, um, a lot of hip hop. Uh, but to be honest, more than that, I just I want it to be. I, I never thought I liked. I never thought I liked musicals. I always thought I hated musicals. Do you know what though? To be fair, I don't think anyone's done a hip hop musical yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is breaking new ground. Well, the thing is, well, what I, so the thing is, what I intend to do is the one I'm going to do. It's going to be time specific. So it's, it's like it's about the emerge. It's always kind of it's about basically the idea is about a young mixed race kid who moves from a white neighborhood like Blakely to a black neighborhood. Yeah, where he's brought all these kind of white ways with him, and he's kind of just looking. He's looking for where he belongs, but uh, and he's also what he's brought with him is a fucking massive love for Shaking Stevens. Oh, so he's brought his lo- he's brought his love of Shaking Stevens with him. Now Shaking Stevens have actually kind of got us like he's like going to be like the master of ceremonies of of the of the whole show not the scullery in road okay you know like basically the guy that brings you in and out like kind of this character that keeps coming out but it's going to be like 1981 shaky red hot pink blazer oh julie fucking okay basically the only one person uh who could know less about black culture in moss side than the like than the protagonist himself i see this kid but kind of yeah so that's the idea so it's there's gonna be some hip-hop 
if I could give you any advice, oh, please, um, please, please do. It please. would be to make sure that the uh, surname of your lead character rhymes with a lot of things. Uh, so, like, okay. if you think about Les Mis, two, four, six, oh, one. Think how many things that fucking rhymes. Two, four, with. six, oh, one. Exactly. The, the, yeah, there's it a. Doesn't rhyme with Javert. For yeah, a fucking but, start. So they missed the trick there. Yeah, but like Javert over there. <laughs> Nice hair. Do you know That's what I mean? fucking our day fucking out. Shit. That's our day out, Willie Rushton. But, but this <laughs> is it. With the air, it isn't fair. We had to do that, our day out. We did our day out as a musical in college, and we all had to affect Scout Saxons. As if you do a thing like that, miss. But <laughs> the thing is, though, is if, if, if Jean Valjean was 24607, then it'd be harder to fucking write. 24607, take a straight to motherfucking heaven. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah, you get heaven, and then what else do you get? Devon. Claire Bevan, it's a girl that used to go out with the school. <laughs> Seven. Eleven. It's a long musical, isn't it? It's a long musical. Anyway, keep an the, eye out the, for that. What's the, it going to be called? The Shevin. The Shevin. That's disheveled. What's it going to be called? It's going to be called Black Chocolate White Ice Cream. Really? Yes, those are the two names I got called. Sounds delicious. Well, this is the thing. It's I'm I'm excited about it. I just, I said, but what I realised, I don't like musicals. I don't, yeah. I thought, I, no, I thought I didn't like musicals, but I don't like uh, operettas. Operators is when it's just constant music. I like Hamilton. I do like Hamilton a lot. It's very inspirational. But after a while, I just kind of di- I, I just dissociate completely when it's happening. Yeah, I find like I just, I'm like it's still it's still music. There's no there's no room for transition of emotions or anything like that. It's just yeah. it's like I prefer it when it's like here's a song. That's the end of a song. Now it's time for some drama. And that is uh, right, okay. That's, that's do you know what? What you should do is in your musical, <laughs> that's what they should say after they finish singing. And now it's time for some drama. Also, like in, in like that weird Mr. T sort of half voice, I pity the fool who hey, doesn't want to see some drama. And then, <laughs> hey, sucker. Are you ready for our iambic pentameter? Yeah, exactly. Hey, which one of you motherfuckers wants to hear a soliloquy? I want to fucking, I want to watch it already. Right, black chocolate, white uh, ice cream. Mr. T never swore. Um, uh, And uh, thanks for watching, and we will see you next week. Uh, Bye.